It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All good things must come to an end. The Auburn Tigers lose on the road against the Arkansas Razorbacks. Then it's a war report Wednesday as we talk about everything going on with the football situation, what's up with Brian Harson? There's a lot to get to. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked on Auburn your first listen every single day. I am the publisher for all Auburn coverage for Sports Illustrated. You can check out my written work at auburndaily.com. And for folks watching at auburndaily.com, this is Locked on Auburn. Thanks for checking us out. We appreciate it. The Auburn Tigers fall on the road uh, in a game that, both teams really had opportunities to, to put this one away early. Obviously, neither of them did that. It went to overtime. But, you know, y- you look back at this from an Auburn perspective, and there's a million different situations where it's like, man, if that went just a little bit different, Auburn wins this basketball game. And I know it's impossible to do that because then strategy and shot selection changes over the course of the game. I know it's impossible, but... It's an easy one for a lot of folks when you like you look at Wendell Green's shot selection at the end of it, and I'm not blaming it on Wendell. I think Wendell had, you know, when Auburn needed points, Wendell was kind of the one, Wendell and Jabari were the ones stepping up. So please don't mishear me when I say this. I'm not putting this on Wendell, but it's just an example of several opportunities where if it just goes a little bit differently, Auburn finds a way to win this basketball game. Obviously, that didn't happen as the Tigers lose 82-76 in overtime. And as soon as Walker Kessler fouled out with about a minute and a half left, that was it, right? I I think we all kind of saw the writing on the wall that that was going to be it. But um, Jabari Smith led the way with 20 points. He was 6 of 16 from the floor, including a uh, a delicious three at the last second that kind of gave Auburn a little bit of hope. Um... He made all of his free throw attempts, which is exciting. Wendell Green was second with 19 points. He shot it 21 times. He was one of seven from three. His one free throw attempt, he missed. He added five assists. He led Auburn with assists. But, you know, there's just several times when he brings it down the floor, and you can just tell he's not going to pass it. And he doesn't always need to. But at times when you're not shooting well, 
I think there's other forms of offense that you can find on this basketball team. And I think that's where guys like Zepp Jasper really come in. And I think that's where Auburn misses Zepp Jasper the most. When things are going crazy and you can't really figure out what you need to do to make things work, Zepp is the guy that can step up and be the senior on this team and lead. And you've missed that the last two outings. It appears that Zepp Jasper will be back uh, Saturday. It just sound, it sounds like he wasn't quite healthy enough to play in this game. Um, but still, you, you look at other folks throughout this one. Walker Kessler was incredible. Um, 6 of 11 from the floor offensively. He's normally a little bit more efficient than that. Made two threes. So uh, a few weeks ago, I kind of poked at his uh, uh, three-point shooting ability because he kind of stopped shooting threes for like, you know, a a few weeks of the season. But he's picked it back up, and that's a clip that you're certainly going to be happy with. But 19 rebounds. 11 defensively, 8 offensively. You love to see that. He also quietly had seven blocks in his 33 minutes of action. So there's that. I saw a lot of people going after Katie Johnson. He had the highest plus-minus on the team with positive five. He did not have a good offensive night, and you could tell he was frustrated at that. And I saw several people calling him selfish, a selfish basketball player. And I think Katie Johnson realized, like, if he would have been able to get going, Auburn would have won this basketball game. Sadly, that didn't happen. One of seven from the floor, missed both of his free throws. Um, But still, uh, defensively, you know what you're going to get when a guy like Katie Johnson is out there. He's going to make you better defensively, and I don't think there's any question about that. As far as, you know, going to overtime, I think once you got in overtime and you just felt that crowd, I, uh, you know, I I didn't feel good about the situation. But going into halftime, when Auburn was only down three, despite a terrible, probably their worst half offensively of the season, and you look at it and it was kind of the joke. It was like, oh, Auburn's only down three? Oh, okay, great. I thought Auburn was going to surge back and take control. That didn't happen because the shots never fell consistently. Auburn would get two or three good possessions in a row, and then they would go cold for two minutes. And it's just, it wasn't meant to be Tuesday night. And that's okay. That's fine. The big key here now is can you take this loss and learn from it? And here's why I'm a little concerned, because was shot selection great? No, it absolutely wasn't. But they missed a lot of open shots, too, that were well set up. And then obviously from the free throw line, 47% from the charity stripe. That's not good. That's not good. It, it's games like if you play like this in March, you lose and your season's over. And so can this be a wake-up call? I mean, so many Auburn fans, I don't really get this line of thinking. I'm going to be honest with you. But a lot of Auburn fans are out there saying, okay, if they could just get that one loss to learn from, They'll be good the rest of the way. Maybe it takes the pressure off. I do not subscribe to that line of thinking. I don't. But if that's a true thing, this is it. Because the rest of the way, I think we all agree, going into Tuesday night's game, this was the toughest game left on the schedule. A&M Saturday, they are on a skid, man. They are on a skid. Florida, they are on a skid right now, and you go to Gainesville. So, I think this is it. Uh, I I think the rest of the way, Auburn should be able to take care of business. And 
It looks like this team, well, we, we were kind of been told the talk around town was that this team was tired. I didn't think they really looked tired Tuesday night. I'm sure they're exhausted now as I record this about an hour after the game ended. I'm sure they're exhausted now, especially with the overtime stuff and guys having to play 30-plus minutes because you're down your starting point guard. Like I, I'm sure they're exhausted now, but can they get their legs up under them before SEC tournament play? They're still in a perfect situation to get the double bye. They should still win the conference. I think they're now kind of feeling, they may feel Kentucky breathing down their neck just a little bit, but still, I, I think they should feel fine going down um, the rest of the way. But um, the number one ranking was fun. But now it doesn't matter anymore. You check that off. That's great. Gonzaga's not losing again in the regular season. Their, their conference is a joke. Is an absolute joke. And people talking about how their conference is as deep as it's been ever. It's like, who cares? Who cares? I, I would love to see Gonzaga play an SEC schedule, but we're not going to. That's, it's, it's irrelevant. So, you know, Auburn's going to float around in the top five. Heck, voters may be using this as an excuse to knock them back down to six or seven. Who knows? But it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter anymore. You've got to find a way to make this win count and get better from Everything that happened Tuesday night. You get Zep back. Maybe use this extra time in the rotation. You, you put more minutes on Zep to give KD and Wendell Green uh, a, a little bit less of a load. I don't know. I don't know exactly what the approach is because I'm sure if Zep's been dealing with an illness, can he handle 25 minutes on his first game back? I, I, I don't know. I'm sure the team doctors will be all over that. I am not a doctor, but these are all things you got to look at. These are all things that you have to look at moving forward. But don't get discouraged. You know, I still think this Auburn basketball fan base is um, still in the football mindset. But, like, losing a game, you lose the number one ranking, that's about it. That's about it. So, um, you just got to learn from it and get better. It's all about peaking in March. And I still think this team has plenty of wiggle room to get better. War Report Wednesday coming up as Mike G joins me. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Hey, Auburn memes, he's kind of the ringleader of this whole, you know, Auburn Twitter mob. Um, he was talking to Locked Auburn Discord about he ordered uh, the double chocolate Built Bars, and I think Cookies and Cream was the other one. He loves them. They're great. They are endorsed by Auburn memes. What else do you want? It's the, it's the protein bar that looks and tastes like a candy bar. They are delicious. They're all covered 100% of chocolate. He was blown away that it's in, you know, it's full chocolate. It tastes like a candy bar. And he's like, there's only like four grams of sugar in here. Like, dude, it's crazy. I don't know how they do it. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That's at built.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Time now for a little War Report Wednesday. Mike G of the War Report hanging out with us. And man, what a what a crazy week. Oh, what a crazy time at Auburn we find ourselves in the middle of with the latest mm -hmm. installment of all the downfall 
is now pointing towards Zach Etheridge. He is reportedly the the lead candidate for Georgia's open defensive backs coach position. The guy they had um, has joined Mario Cristobal's staff in Miami, but hmm. this is uh, this would be a big loss. I think the way that we've heard Zach Etheridge talked about and described as an assistant coach has been nothing short of you know extremely valuable for this team. Uh, yeah, I agree. And uh, everybody's bugaboo right now, Zach, is recruiting. Yeah. And you're talking about somebody who is also an ace recruiter on this staff, and losing him to Georgia would be a big hit. I mean, not that they're having any issues recruiting over there right now, but, man, to have one of your best recruiters go to your rival, uh, after, especially at in, during a time of turmoil, right? it would be would be a really big hit. And And, and he's an Auburn guy, too. That's right. it. You know, the, the former player aspect is, is a oh. different, you know, you kind of look at it through a different lens, right? Yeah, definitely. I think it hurts. You know, uh, there are a lot of things that sting about this. You know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, when a coach gets fired, Zach, it's, you know, a lot of people think about just the coach. But the truth is there are upwards of 40 to 50 families that are affected by these decisions. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, our our coach, depending on who you ask, is going to get a million-dollar buyout, millions of dollars in buyout. These guys who worked under him are not getting that. So I can't say I bemoan anybody for doing what's best for them and their family in this situation. So, you know, if, if George is breaking them off the bread, I, I, it, it hurts, but I can't say I blame him. The former player aspect is interesting because I think if he was just a normal coach um, – that didn't have ties to Auburn, I, I mm-hmm. think you could look at this and say, okay, maybe with what's happening at Auburn currently has no impact because, I mean, Georgia has won a national championship. You get to go join and help defend a national championship, uh, you know, against, I mean, one of the top programs in, in, in all of college football. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that he, you know, has ties to Auburn and, and all of that, I, I think, you know, makes it a look a little bit different. I mean, yeah, th- th- but- there's a chance that this is a conversation, even if this stuff isn't falling apart, right? Correct. Yeah. So let's let's be clear. It's the timing of this that stings the most. Yeah. Because if you're a good coach, it is your dream to coach at your alma mater. But if you have aspirations to coach at a higher level, you're going to have to leave. And there's only one head coach at every school. So, you know, it it, it, it feels kind of wrong but but at the end of the day this was going to be inevitable if he was going to be a good coach anyway yeah so you know just the timing is really what stings about it and where as well but what an awesome opportunity for him to go and work with premier talent you know average top three recruiting classes or whatever crazy and you know and you know work under a coach who just who had probably one of the best defenses we've seen in the sec in a really long time you're right you're right and uh, Will Muschamp is the co-defensive coordinator of Georgia. And was it 07 when Etheridge played for Muschamp at Auburn? Is that right? 07? That's correct. Yeah. Yep. So there is the tie there. So there you go. Mike G, I mean, what are your big picture thoughts about what is happening with the football program? Uh, you know, there's a lot of rumor and innuendo going on, right? So, you know, there's the personal stuff, which is complete trash. I just anybody spreading that is, you know, needs to reevaluate their life goals. Sure. And then there's the coaching aspect of it, right? Uh, where you've got a guy and he's come in and he got a year. That year was rough. 
a lot of coaches' first years are rough. But, you know, depending on who you ask, this change seems geared at this wasn't the guy we wanted to begin with, and we just so happened to get enough ammo in terms of just strictly performance on the field, Zach, to say, you know, instead of letting this ship continue to go this direction, let's go ahead and make a change and pull the plug now. Now, I don't have, I, you know, I almost don't have an issue with that if they just quietly pay the buyout and move on. Right. But the process has been mismanaged to the point that it's hard to justify. I mean, they rallied a lot of people around the guy that they were trying to fire because of how they've handled this process. Now you have players who have come out and said certain things and you've had players who have come out and said the exact opposite. My fear is in talking uh, uh, to, to current players and current parents of players sure. is, is that uh this might be something that sets us back depending on who they decide to hire you know three to four years it's gonna it might be difficult to recover from quickly yeah i, I mean this is gonna have a lasting impact i think unless whoever is the head coach whether it's harson or the guy after him mm-hmm. in 22 unless they just win more games than they're supposed to i mean winning fixes Everything. There will always be questions about control and, you know, who's actually making the decisions and, mm-hmm. you know, all the things that are tied to that. I mean, that, that, me, but I, I don't see that changing anytime soon in Auburn. And um, Auburn's yeah. proved that they can win in this current climate. Obviously, 04 was a long time ago in 2010 and in 2013. But, I mean, even in 2017, Auburn was so close to making the college football playoff. And if there's a chance, you know, I, I think there's a solid chance if on stays healthy, you get to that point. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Auburn can win with the current dynamic that it's at. It just, you know, sometimes it seems to get in its own way. Yeah, I would say, Zach, that, you know, again, depending on how you're looking at it and who you think is actually in control of this, it's not just about winning. It's about having their guy and winning. So uh, why do I say that? I think part of the urgency of pulling the plug is the people who are pushing this don't want to risk him having a good year next year and then being stuck with him for three or four more years. Uh, and that can't be understated. Yeah. It happened with Tommy Tuberville in 03. They wanted him out. They missed their opportunity, and then he turned in an undefeated season. They wanted Gus, and then look what he did in 2017. Right. So they missed their window, and they were stuck with him for three to, three to four more seasons. I think this is geared at not wanting to re- repeat history, so pull the plug now. Again, I, I wish they had just paid the buyout and moved on rather than start all this rigmarole about, you know, yeah, I mean, Stop. you could have you could have controlled the messaging from the get go if you just pull the plug, like you say, and and uh, you know did the buyout after signing day, and you know your messaging could be whatever you wanted it to be. It's just hey, right. we didn't see him being the guy, you know, long term, and so we went ahead and, and made the decision. And I think nationally, the conversation still happens around Auburn, but it's through the vein of like, okay. Yeah, that you know, props to Auburn for you know, kind of knowing early if they wanted to move forward or not, and you know, they they could go and find their guy. I, I think the perception would be totally different, um, but that's yeah. that's not what happened. Yeah, listen, we have a long storied history of not getting this right as an institution. So uh, my hope is is that we could you know turn this around at some point, but uh, I fear that they've dug a hole that's too big. You know, this so uh, you know the collateral damage is going to be there no matter what. If you keep them, there's damage. If you let them go, there's damage. So it's just about what they can stomach. I think uh, that what another thing that can't be missed in this conversation is the buyout money mattered, right? 
because if it didn't, then they would have just moved on. But they clearly didn't want to pay his buyout. They clearly didn't want to pay his buyout. So the the inventor of the buyout rests soundly in his grave because that's what it's intended to do, to give the people pulling the trigger pause right. b- before they try to pull the plug in year one. Right. Right. It's a war poor Wednesday. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football gets ready for the Super Bowl. But BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. But it's not just for football. Bet Online has up to the minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with real time updates of current games. Bet Online. Where the game starts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Mike G, what's going on these days at the War Report? Ah, you know, Zach, we are live. It's basketball season. We got the number one team in the country. So the War Report is covering it. Come on over to YouTube, become a patron. We've got lots and we've got lots of content for everybody who wants to join us and uh, be a part of the conversation. Absolutely. No, you guys do a fantastic job. Over there. Um, so one of the rumors that was swirling around was that Harson was asked to like leave his vacation and come back. I think it was a report from Philip Marshall. That's is, correct. Is where we saw that kind of floating around. Um, said that he talked to a source where that was untrue. That was probably my favorite part of the story. <laughs> so, um, I mean, because it, it sounded so much like Harson. I think that's probably why it spread so quickly is because it's like, yeah. yeah, okay. He's telling the folks, you know, to, you know, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy my time. So that makes it um that makes all of this more ridiculous, actually, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um I think that's untrue. Uh lots of things are handled, you know, uh, uh virtually these days in the world that yeah, we're living sure, in. It makes so sense. yeah, I'm not right. sure I'm buying that. But you know, it's one of those things for the people spreading that narrative that makes the story just a little bit more salacious, right? Because the whole goal was to paint a picture of this guy that was less than flattering. And right. Um, maybe turn public perception against him. Uh, the problem was it backfired because they <laughs> went a little bit too far with the narrative. And you know, I got to say this. You know, say you know, if we if we're trying to separate the conversation, Zach, about coaching ability and who this person is, I'm the real. There are no winners here because right. this guy coached for eight years without you know any allegations of this sort against them. And then suddenly in one year after a six and seven season, he's the worst person anybody's ever heard of. Right. Right. And, and, you know, that's not me defending the results on the field. That's just me saying, Hey, there, there was a better way to do this. You know, when players have left the program, what have we heard this coach say about those players? Nothing. Right. Like it's just been, quiet. He's he, I, I have not heard where he's bad anybody. We've had, we've gotten reports of, and characterizations of conversations but for the most part the staff is doing what they should do you know if the mistake is in private it should be handled in private regardless of whether you're you're choosing to move on or keep that guy on the team i felt like this could have been handled that way now 
the university has put out we've heard two things publicly we know that jay Goose went to a board of trustees meeting right. and said hey listen we're looking into things about our football program we know that now, from par- the espn article right correct yeah. right yeah and you know those things are on record so i that's just, that's pretty close to public yeah. um and then there was the press release that we got from uh kirk sampson you and i are both on that email train yeah. that said hey um essentially the same thing we're looking into we're things looking into we're not it. acting yeah. yeah we're not acting on rumors and social media i thought that was an interesting statement so but the uh, irony and um charlie five mentioned this earlier in the week they they say that in response to like social media so correct correct you know but they let the narrative get out of control and and those are the only two public statements the university has made on this matter yeah. So unless they put else, up, we're recording this before the basketball game. So unless correct. unless something happens during or after the basketball game tonight, that is that is true. So to me, I'm just thinking the university has said nothing. Uh, Brian Harson has made one public statement in response to, you know, rumors that are circulating around about him, and this is kind of set up so that if for some reason the buyout in the case they were trying to make somehow all that falls apart they can give them one more year and really come back and say hey there were some things we looked into it there was nothing there we stand by coach harson <laughs> so i i think that the chance don't ask me about percentage of chance of that happening but that is i think i think that is the um I think that's the smart way to go about it. If you know that that might be a possibility that you have to reverse course on some of these things that we assume are happening behind the scenes. Do you think it's fair that the longer it goes on, the more likely he stays? That's, that's a clean assumption, right? Every day that passes that this is, we get no word from them. I think it's more likely that he stays now. uh, How much longer can they let this go on? Uh, I heard you say earlier this week uh, that you thought, Today would be the day, or yesterday would be the day. Um, um, and I've said Monday. I've said tomorrow. <laughs> but but here here here's the real thing. Ever mm-hmm. since it started this past, it really started last Wednesday night and Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when this goes out on Wednesday, I'm having surgery, so I'm out of touch all day today. So oh, it's it's, it's going to happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, I have been I dreading the fact that like I'm going to come up from anesthesia. And my nurse is going to walk up to me. He's like, so Brian Harson." You know? <laughs> it's like, no. It's not going to be your nurse. It's not going to be your nurse, Zach. It's going to be me. <laughs> They're going to be like, hey, this guy wants to talk to you. I'm, Zach, Zach. It's like, Mike G, why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, I mean, listen, um, news has to come out soon. We know that. Yeah. So, you know, there are a lot of people, you know, the funniest part about this and what it's done to social media is everybody has a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy. Like, totally. You know, my uncle is friends with a booster who said something, you know, and, and he said that Hugh Freeze is it. And, you know, and there's sure. all these things. But the truth is, there are a handful of people who actually know what's going on um, inside this program and what's happening with this. Coach. And then also, um, Mike, you, we have to assume that the folks that, quote unquote, do know what's going on actually do know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> right and right now that there. may be a big assumption I yeah know. i see what you did there I so I, i'll tell you this um you know last thing on this zach is the hartsons are, are resolute they are resolute and, and i have confirmed that they feel like they've done nothing wrong he feels like he's done nothing wrong so the only thing about this that i feel I, that was a complete 
fabrication and not rooted in any reality at all is, is that they were negotiating a buyout. I don't think any negotiation is happening because oh, I don't, I don't even think I saw that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people were just like, you know, it's only taking this long because they're negotiating a buyout with him. And I'm like, no, if you I don't think like Carson's negotiating any, he just doesn't anything. seem like that kind of person to me. No, he's, there's nothing being negotiated and he has no uh, right now. I'll tell you what, as a, as a man, you know, well, as a person, right. Uh, I grew up being taught that all I have is my name. My father told me that my name is should be worth its weight in gold, right? So you never let anybody attack your name, right? Yeah. And your and your your word is your bond as a man. So if you're Brian Harson, you know, beside the buyout money, your reputation matters. You care about your reputation and you fight this regardless of what direction they decide to go, you know, to to uh to, to, to you know for your namesake. And then at the end of the day, if they decide to go a separate direction, because uh, uh, taking taking a settlement is a tepid form of admission of guilt in my book. Right. You take a settlement, you're admitting that missteps were made. And I, I just don't see him doing that. I, I don't I don't know what his finances look like. I assume he's not hurting for the money. Right. So it is a lot of money. But, you know, he was making a few mil a year at Boise State. I, I don't think that. I don't think a settlement is likely. Now, litigation might be likely, but for the purposes of him not taking any settlement or backing down. Mike G, one more time. How can people sign up for everything going on at The War Report? Hey, listen, go over to YouTube. Look for the patron button. Hit it. Sign up. We've got a lot of great content coming for you guys. You guys know uh, we're working hard January to July to bring you guys a lot of content, including basketball. Maybe, maybe some equestrian. Who knows? Ooh, yeah, I saw you kind of stirring that stuff up. So we'll see. We'll see. Hey, and you got some rent work coming out at, uh, at AuburnDaily.com, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I am contributing uh, at AuburnDaily.com, SI Fan Nation. So uh, go over there, check that out. It's going to be a great new site to help keep fans closer to what's going on in Auburn sports. Absolutely. All right, we'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.